Welcome to the TikTok Podcast. The clock is always ticking, so let's synchronize our watches and dive in. I'm your host, Callie Brigham, and I'm here to help you make time for what matters. Well, hey, friends, welcome back to another episode of our TikTok podcast. This is a special one. This is a Friday feature, which means that I am not solo today. It is a bonus episode. I am here with a precious friend of mine. So much respect for what this woman does and more importantly, who this woman is. So I can't wait for you to join my conversation today with Molly Casper. And Molly, I'm just going to tell our listeners just a couple things about you. I know much more will unfold as we talk today, but she is a licensed marriage and family therapist, um, working specifically with couples and adults um, as individuals as well. I love this part. Maybe this is one of the many reasons we resonate, but you are an Iowa native. I'm a Wisconsin native. Okay. But now we do, I mean, we are loving life here in Florida, right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Not leaving, not leaving. No, not away. <laughs> Especially it's, it's, you know, the winter here. And mm. I do love a good mis- Midwest summer. I do. Yes. Yeah. I miss fall, but it's okay. I'll still yeah. take, I'll still yeah. take, um, it here uh-huh. the give and take the give and take we're gonna we're gonna take it here in florida and um but she met her husband it's such a great story she met her husband rj in haiti on a missions trip um and they've been living here ever since since 2011. um she works obviously in her expertise with these couples with these adults in so many areas especially in their relationships and we're going to talk through that we're going to talk through this season and the last thing i just want to say is our hearts became united because we do have some other things in common and i've already mentioned in previous episodes about miracle babies Mm. molly i believe every baby is a miracle so no matter what Mm -hmm. journey you have to go through but being at your baby shower for little mm. Draper was one of the highlights of my life mm. because of just all the ups and downs that it took to get there. And so you are now a mama. You're a boy mom. I am. You're going to make me cry already. <laughs> yes. he. Uh, I'm a boy mom. He'll be two in a couple months. And uh, he is an absolute miracle and just completely changed our lives. Well, and not just your lives, but everyone who mm-hmm. was just on the sidelines or in the thick of it with you, mm-hmm. praying for your family. And now, you know, one of the things I mentioned in a previous episode is sometimes we can get, we're in this season, right? We're in this holiday season. We're going to hone in on that, but we can get overwhelmed with so many things. But what happens when we're overwhelmed with the good things that we prayed for? Right. So I know that this is a two-year-old. My goodness, there's so many things that you're juggling right now, but I know this is also Mm. what you prayed for. So here we are in this holiday season. Everything's supposed to be perfect Mm -hmm. or like you see in a Hallmark movie. And you are a therapist. You know this Mm -hmm. is not perfect. There are a lot of challenges that people have this time of year. And I know that this is a time podcast, but I've also mentioned that time really is energy and it's emotion. And when those are in a good, healthy place, we're in a good, healthy place. And when they're not, then we struggle. So let's dive into our convo, Molly. What do you say? 
That sounds great. Love it. Okay. Okay. So we're going to especially describe this holiday season, but I know a lot of what we talk about can be for any time of the year, but I know there's some common challenges that you probably see your mm -hmm. clients that you talk to or your friends or your other fellow mamas that you talk to um, during this holiday season, whether it has to do with relationships, expectations, just, mm -hmm. just go for it, girl. Tell us what we need yeah. to know. Yeah, I think um, the two biggest challenges that people bring up is um, is just being too busy, too many Christmas parties, too many events, too many kids activities, too, too many things to where people can't even enjoy it. And then I think the other main theme would be would be the family dynamics, going to your in-laws or having everybody over at your house and it, and it is the relationships. And so I think those two categories, while they are interconnected, those two things are the things people seem to have the hardest time with. And oftentimes they're not producing positive feelings. It is, it's too much, it's too overwhelming. It's, it's not positive and that detracts from you know, really what it's about. It's about connection and joy and making memories. And a lot of times it's not happening because of those two things specifically. So what are you noticing is the cause for this? Is the cause that it is supposed to be, mm -hmm. it's supposed to look a certain way. And so people, you know, exhaust themselves is the cause of this. We're feeling an, maybe an emptiness or a need. Why, why do we experience, we'll start with the busyness of the season. Why yeah. do we experience that and what you've seen? And really, mm -hmm. again, you talk to so many different people and this seems mm -hmm. to be a commonality. Yeah, I think it all starts with good intentions. I think that everybody's living life going, oh, there's a, there's a Christmas party I want to throw or I want to attend. And like that single event sounds so good. But when you have that event paired with so many other things, it becomes too much. And I think a lot of it is just as our culture has changed. Like I think back to when I was young and there was no such thing as social media. It, it was you had your main holiday events with your family and there wasn't all these other things. And now with social media and just, I think our culture is so much like busier and event focused. We want to do these things because they seem so good, but it becomes too much. And I'll give you an example. I literally just this afternoon sent my husband this event. It's tonight. They're doing some sort of elf parade, Christmas, something. I don't even know what it is. And I was like, it's tonight at five, we should go. And he's like, no, we have too much going on. I was like, but it's only tonight. Like we have to go tonight. <laughs> and so again, I think that we want joy. We want good memories, but it's not just one event. It becomes so many events. And, and again, it's all good intention. It's your own family. Most of us are fairly social creatures and we have friend groups. And so it's going to a friend's Christmas party. And then a lot of us have children and it's the children's Christmas play and the children's all of these things. And so I think that that's really like where the busy busyness comes in. It's probably saying yes to too much. And it's a little bit of just kind of where we're at culturally. And it all starts off sounding so good until it's too much. And then you may not enjoy much of it at all. So if that is a, that's a pain point that there's a lot of pressure for, right? There's a lot mm -hmm. of pressure, whether it's FOMO or you want to be a good mom. And so you want to provide yeah. these great memories for people. So if that's, if that's the pain point, what's the solution? How do we start to mm -hmm. prioritize these things? How would you guide someone yeah. so that they feel like they're being fulfilled this time yeah. of year? Or again, they're being the right good mom that mm -hmm. 
has the matching outfits that mm -hmm. does all the Santa pictures or goes to the elf parade. <laughs> By the way, yeah. are you going to the, are you going to go to the elf parade? I think so. <laughs> it looks so cute. I don't know. It looks so cute. And he's like almost two and I thought he'd like it. <laughs> Um, so here's what, here's my suggestion is I think we've got to take a step back and look at the big picture and kind of work our way backwards. I think I'm, I'm in this position where I see people going through tragedy all the time. And so I kind of have this secret look into life about like what really matters. And so I, you know, my, I might have, um, someone sitting on my couch going through something absolutely tragic. And then all of a sudden the fact that like I desperately need new mulch in my landscaping and I'm embarrassed that people are going to come over and I don't have fresh mulch. All of a sudden I'm like, wait a second, you know what? My mulch doesn't matter. And so I think because of that, I always have this like bird's eye view of life. I'm always looking at my life. I, this is my go-to saying when I'm 80 years old, what will have mattered about this season? And you know what? It's not the, the lacking, you know, my landscape lacking mulch right now. <laughs> it's, it's not that. And so when it comes to like maybe Thanksgiving, Christmas, specifically this season, it's when you're 80 and you think back to Christmas 2023, like what do you want to remember? And pick a handful of things. If matching pajamas is the thing you'll remember, then do it. It's not that any of them are silly or unimportant. If that's what's going to matter, absolutely do it, but be pickier. Pick five things that are important. Maybe it is making a certain family Christmas cookie recipe and it's chaos and it's messy, but that is one of the things you want, then you do it. And so I think it's, it's, it's zooming out, picking five things. I'm just making that up and being committed to those and being willing to say no. Like you have to be willing to say no. And I think in the moment that feels so uncomfortable because I think that there's always this obligation to say yes. And I think there is that maybe like regret of like, am I, is everybody else going to be doing this fun thing? And I didn't participate and I'll regret it. But I would say with a lot of confidence, people are rarely regretful of saying no. I think in the moment it's uncomfortable, but when the time comes, I would say most often people are glad they said no. And I think we need to get more comfortable saying no. I actually had a friend. I was like so impressed with her. Um, she was talking about how in her neighborhood, um, some ladies had invited to her a Christmas party, but she had already committed to like another one that was a similar style. And she felt like financially and emotionally, it was just too much. And she said, no. And I was like, wait, what? Like we can do that. Like you can just say no and it's okay. And she didn't, it's not that she couldn't go. She just felt like it was too much. And she said, no. And I just think we need to do that more often. Goodness, that is so true. I honed in on one of the words that you said that for whatever reason, I've never really used this word. I've used other similar words. And that word was being picky. You know, I've used the word prioritize or being intentional. And I feel like those are really gracious words. Mm -hmm. But the truth is, picky is the right word being picky. We want to be, and we're going to, we're going to talk about relationships. Some of the relationships we get to choose, right? So like maybe the Christmas party with the friends or the neighbors, okay. some of our relationships we don't get to choose. So we are going to get to that. What do you do when you have family mm -hmm. and they want your time or they're challenging in that, in that respect, but to the choice piece, the pickiness is a really great way of looking at it, being picky and then projecting out what will I be glad I said yes to and what yes. will I be glad I said no to? Yes. Yeah, I think 
that's it. So how, how do we say no? You know, you're as a therapist, you're good with, mm -hmm. I'm sure words and guiding people to do something that might feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So how would you tell somebody to say yeah. no? Yeah. I think that there's this like, um, unspoken expectation that you have to give a reason why. And I think that's with a lot of things in life, even like for a silly example, like my babysitter, I'll be like, Hey, can you watch Draper? And she, I think feels like she has to give me a reason. And I've told her you don't ever, even if you don't have a reason, you can say no. You can say, you don't have to have a reason. If you don't feel like it, you can say no. Um, and so I think that that's what we feel like we have to have a reason. And so I believe in just like being honest, but being vague. So Callie, if you're like, Hey Molly, come to this party. I might say, Oh my gosh, that sounds like so much fun. And I really wish I could. Unfortunately, it's not going to work out for me this year. And that's all you really need to say. I might be sitting at home in my PJs, you know, watching a movie, but <laughs> you don't need to know that. <laughs> I have plans. Gosh, Molly, that reminds me of, and I don't remember the exact situation, but I was trying to, I wanted to be kind and gentle, I think to somebody. So I was typing out this text and it was getting really long and it was yeah. all about the reasons I was declining something saying no. And I remember showing it to my husband. <laughs> he just looked at me like I was crazy. He said, delete all of that stuff. They don't need to know. And I think I was even sending it to a guy. Like mm. it was a reason why I couldn't do something. He's like, I promise you, he doesn't care yes. about yes. anything. Just either say you can or you can't. So yes, that's, yes. that's a great Exactly. Reminder. Yeah, exactly. I think people do need like permission to not have to give a reason that like you just saying it doesn't work out is a very, very good reason. And nobody has to know, um, you know, the why and that, and that's okay. 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 Fair enough. Fair enough. So one of the reasons that I invited you on to this podcast was I, and let me just also clarify, I have the world's most perfect and wonderful two sister-in-laws. I have the world's most perfect yeah. and wonderful <laughs> brother-in-laws. I have the best nieces and nephew and great nephew. My husband's perfect and amazing. And so are my kids. Okay. So yes. I didn't, <laughs> this is not a counseling session of me with my family, Molly. Yes, I hear you. <laughs> okay. So, but on that note, I know that again, one of the, one of the toughest times of year is when this relationship, whether again, it's family or close friends or coworker even is just, I mean, weighing on you during this holiday season, whether it's out of obligation, whether it is unhealthy, and you know that you have to be around them. Let's talk boundaries. Let's talk about how you would work through that with somebody. Because I know mm. that there's, again, this picture of this family sitting around a table and everybody's happy. And the reality mm. is not all family dynamics are happy. Yeah. Yeah. It's rarely like that, to be honest. Yeah. I think there, there's two things that come to mind when you share that. And the first one is going to sound so simple, but I think everybody needs to pause. And as they go into the season and as they're going into these events, they need to have realistic expectations of who these people are and how things normally go. I think, um, I think that we all desire the people around us to act a certain way or to be more normal or to be more healthy or if I was in this situation, I would do this. So why are they not doing this? 
And then what happens is these people act unhealthy, they act dysfunctional, they, they do all these things, and then people get really, really frustrated. They get really, really hurt. Um, and so if we can go into a situation with more realistic expectations of how these people operate, what they do, it should lessen kind of the sting of of that outcome, if that makes any sense. And so like a lot of times what I what I tell people is this is I don't know if you need like a, a pep talk with yourself or a pep talk with your spouse or somebody, but but go into it and reminding yourself like, okay, this person usually does this and acts like this and this person, okay, I'm reminding myself of how, what normally happens. So when it happens, I can choose how I want to handle it. I can, I can choose how to handle it. And so again, I think that sounds so simple, but it's something that a lot of us do. Um, you know, like, would you say that it's common for people to repeat a cycle as in every year i i just want my mom my dad my in-laws my whoever to be this way and it's just this hopeful feeling no. and then no. the cycle repeats itself is that yeah normal absolutely i have this conversation a lot where a client will be telling me about an interaction with with some family member and they'll go well they did this and this and this and, and like i can't believe it or they'll express some sort of dissatisfaction and i go well, why are you surprised? Of course they did. I'm not surprised. Why are you surprised? And they're like, well, I, I guess I'm not. And I'm like, well, to some degree, you had a different expectation. Otherwise, you wouldn't be as upset right now. And I think that it's very subconscious. Like, I don't think people are going into these situations going, I'm expecting my family to be healthy. It's this very subconscious desire for things to be good. And then they're not. And then we're, we're really disappointed and upset. And so that's where I really try to get people thinking realistically, like, okay, I need you to be really realistic with yourself about what is going to happen. Give me examples. What do these people say? What do they do? Okay, so what's going to happen? What are you going to do now? Like, how do, you, how do you know that you're getting yourself into that and have the right attitude about it or know when to walk away, but don't go into it you know, um, with these unrealistic expectations that are subconscious. They're, it's very subconscious. Again, we just, we want good. We just want good. And we subconsciously think that people are going to be good and then they're not. So really this is about protecting, protecting. Yeah. I think the first part of our conversation, we are talking about protecting your time and your energy. Now we're sort of diving into protecting your heart protecting yeah. the emotions, protecting maybe yeah. the fragility. Wouldn't you say that this is a fragile time too? It is. And kind of piggy, piggybacking off of that, protecting the relationships with these maybe unhealthy relationships, you know, like in order for it to continue and to be good, you have to have realistic expectations. You have to have boundaries to protect it. Cause if you don't, then it could implode. And so boundaries, maybe this is a good time to shift to boundaries. Boundaries are there to protect. They're not there to punish. They're not there to like restrain. Um, and so I think in these situations, boundaries are so important. And I think the like one thing people have to understand is I think people um, get boundaries and rules confused. So they will say, my boundary is with my mother-in-law. You can't do this or talk to me this way. But that's not a boundary. That's a rule. And that's a rule we're placing on other people. And we can't control other people. A boundary is when you do this thing that affects me, 
when you break maybe a rule that I have, the boundary is what I do in that moment. All right. I feel like I want to unpack this one. This is new for me. This is a new thought for me. I think I equated both of those as yeah. equal. Yeah. Without and they're definitely life. not because think about it. Like you can, you can put a boundary up, but anybody can blow through that. So it's a little bit um, pointless. The boundary is what you're doing. So think about like as a parent, I might say, if you, you know, you're not allowed to um, talk back. Well, I can say that, but they're still going to make their own choice. The boundaries, when you talk back, I take your phone away. That's it's a boundary and a consequence are a lot more synonymous than a boundary and rule. Does that kind of complete the picture? It is a total mind shift for me. Yes. So a boundary is a consequence. When my mother-in-law is disrespectful, I quietly go in the other room and take a deep breath and cuss her out my head instead of to her face. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then we have also have to be careful of what we say to our husband mm -hmm. who is her mm -hmm. son, he's her mother, or right. she's his mother. Yeah, right. Yes. So, so is there a time for rules, or is there a time just for boundaries? I think, I think the rules depend on who you're engaging with. I think if I look at my life, there are people where if I express a rule or desire, I know that they will be respectful. I know that they will receive it well, and I know that it will be good for our relationship. There are other people I know if I express something like a rule. It is not taken well. It might cause more conflict. And so it's something you have to under, you have to kind of know your audience. You have to know who you're engaging with to know what's appropriate. And so, yes, there are times for rules for the people that are going to be respectful. If they're not, then you've got to navigate around that without being so obvious with the rule, but still having a boundary. I tell people all the time, I have boundaries with tons of people in my life, but they don't know it. Okay. So could you give us a couple of examples about what mm -hmm. a boundary could be? Mm -hmm. In like talking about anything in general or like the holidays more specific? I would say either one, either one, you know, most people are going to mm -hmm. be listening in real time. So we are mm -hmm. in December, we're in the holidays, yeah. but I yeah. want this to lead into, yeah. you know, just because the calendar page mm -hmm. turns same thing. And we think mm -hmm. everything's going to, you know, all I need is a fresh new year and then everything's mm -hmm. going to change and be great. Mm -hmm. How we behave now, Molly, is going mm -hmm. to be how we behave in January, yeah. how we be and how they behave towards us. Right. So mm -hmm. it's a microcosm right now, but it really, I think, could create good habits. Mm -hmm. and, and maybe let's just say that this is the time to create mm -hmm. those habits because you're probably around these people more during yeah. the season than you will be any other time mm -hmm. of the year, but start off now mm -hmm. with some boundaries that you can mm -hmm. then get stronger and better at. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I think again, boundaries are like what you're willing to do to, to keep things safe, to keep things healthy. Um, I think that let's say you ask your family members not to buy your children candy for Christmas and they do anyway. So you've set a rule and they're breaking the rule. You in the moment act gracious and go, thank you. And then when they leave, I think you can throw the candy away, <laughs> you know? Um, Cause again, you can place a rule on people all you want. And, and you know, maybe you could ask again kindly next year, but then you can throw the candy away. If you're having people over at your house and you're worried about them staying late, I think ahead of time you say, Hey, we'd like to have everybody over from four to seven, but at seven o'clock, um, 
you know, we need, we need to start getting our family and our little kids ready for bed. And at seven o'clock, if people are not leaving, I think that you start getting the kids ready for bed and you say, Hey, it was really great to have you over. Remember I asked you, you know, I said till seven and I'm going to go ahead and get the kids ready. We'll see you later. You know? And I think people are sometimes just to be that assertive. Um, but I think that you have to be willing to, I think that you have to be willing to, again, I think the idea of saying no that we talked about earlier is a boundary. And so maybe, um, when it comes to a family member who, around Christmas when you want to, they want to see you a lot more often than you can handle. You, you say no, and that's a boundary and you don't have to have a reason, you know? So if they want to go Christmas shopping five times or come over and make cookies, you say, I'm sorry, but tonight won't work for me. Um, and so it's really just like the, the little choices you're making and, and it's really just saying no. I mean, it's kind of everything we've talked about today. It's really just being able to say no and um, remove yourself from uncomfortable situations. I, you know, if your family wants to come in town and stay for the holidays, maybe you have a time limit. Maybe you say, okay, you know, um, Friday through Sunday works great for us instead of them being there Wednesday through Wednesday. You go, yeah, absolutely. Through, you know, Friday through Sunday works great. We're happy to have you those days. So again, when I'm listening to you, I feel like what's happening here is proactive versus reactive. Deciding ahead of time. I call it pre-deciding, right? Deciding ahead yes. of time. And it's really emotional insurance for you, isn't it? It's kind of like if this yes. happens, then I do this. But I'm not having to decide the then mm -hmm. in the moment. Because I think yes. if we decide the then in the moment, then things get ugly. We say mm -hmm. things we shouldn't, we start to cry, we feel the hurt, but we're already prepared. It's like we're ready for battle just armored up, right? So if this happens, then it I do is. this. If this happens, then I do that. Is that right? That's entirely it. You're being proactive. And I, I think that again, when you're, when you're going into it kind of blind or you're going into it unprepared, it does, it, it's uncomfortable. It's not fun. You're not enjoying it. And it takes so much out of you mentally and emotionally. Whereas if you have better boundaries, if you said no to things, even if you go into a situation that is still difficult, you're so much more equipped and you can maybe have more energy for it and maybe you can enjoy it a little bit more. And that, that's it entirely. Here's an example. Um, when I had my son, I had no idea what to expect in terms of how I was feeling afterwards. I had friends who were shockingly like not well afterwards and they didn't want me to come over and see the baby. And I felt so surprised by that. So I told my family, I don't know if I'll be totally fine or if I'm going to have like really, you know, big postpartum issues. So you're not allowed to stay with me. You can, even though we had the room, you can stay in a hotel or with, you know, someone else and I will let you come over. And if I need you to leave, I need you to leave. And maybe I'll be feeling a lot better than I thought. And you can stay longer, but I don't know how I'm going to feel. And so in order to protect me and my family and our relationships, you can't stay with me after I have my son. And it turns out I was totally fine. I had no, no postpartum issues, but I was really glad I just gave myself the space to like be able to make that decision in the moment. It sounds like it's so much easier to sort of set that tone ahead of time rather than yes. you find yourself in the situation. Oh no, now I'm trying to yes. express myself and I don't feel comfortable yes. or they're not going to receive it well. So anytime we can, well, mm -hmm. it goes back to being proactive. So we're, mm -hmm. we're it, it's all so, so full circle, isn't it? It is. <laughs> it's about being proactive and picky 
about what we're choosing to do. It's about preparing ourselves for situations that might come up, whether it's holidays or otherwise. So, mm -hmm. man, it's just, Molly, it's just like about taking a minute <laughs> and just prepping ourselves for all these things. Would you say that? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. This is maybe sounds like a, a silly example, but I always give this example when it kind of going back to like the idea of like um, having more realistic expectations. Imagine that like your parent is is older and you go to their house and they've left the stove on and the front door is wide open and unlocked and they haven't paid their bills or something like that. You would be like so mad. Like what is like get your crap together. Like you need to do this. You need to do this. Like why are you doing this? And if that kept happening, you would be so mad. But then what if you take them to the doctor and they have dementia? And then you come over to their house and they forgot to lock the door. You go, okay, this is frustrating and not safe, but it's just how they are. And like, what if we could view all of our relationships like that? What if we could take a look at all of our friendships and our relationships and we could just totally accept them and their dysfunction and their unhealthiness. So when we do engage, we go, well, this is just how they are. And, and so I think, you know, just, it's like that mental preparedness, it's that mental preparedness. So it's with the family dynamics, just being mentally prepared to know like kind of what situation you're going into. It's like just going into the holidays in general, just like understanding the big picture and having realistic expectations of like what's important and what's not. Um, I know it's kind of silly, but my brain works in analogies like that. It's not silly at all. It the feeling and i have a, i have a feeling i'm not the only one when you said that it actually like i physically took a breath and i felt like oh, i felt a release almost like a grace mm. or a peace on myself yeah. so it's really yeah. not about their behavior it's how i choose to view it how i choose to be protective of yeah. myself and that like literally and you weren't even using a specific example <laughs> But when you did yeah. that, I felt my whole body just relax. Yeah. And that's really what it's about because we can't change other people. We can't control other people. So like, how do I live my life? Kind of being as, as happy as too fluffy and like meaningless of a word, but like, how do I live my life being kind of content no matter like what other people are doing around me and kind of no matter their dysfunction, how do I still kind of maintain my happiness and just, I don't know, again, those like realistic expectations of like people are dysfunctional and unhealthy and how do you just accept that and go okay you know this family dinner is going to be maybe a little bit painful and uncomfortable guess what it's a few hours and then life is going to go on and it's just okay it's just okay and sometimes okay is okay enough isn't it it is it is this is you know maybe one other thing to share um our brains have a way of romanticizing the past so i don't know if you've ever experienced something and it didn't feel all that special and grand. But then when you look back on it, you have all these warm, fuzzy feelings. And so I've been in season. So this sticks out to me in particular. There was this one Christmas where I just had a miscarriage. And my doctor basically was like, you're never going to like have your own children. You need to adopt. You need to do something else. And it was so dark. It was my fourth miscarriage at that point. I like I miscarried like a week before Christmas and um, the plan was to go back to Iowa and it was so dark and so sad and I canceled my plane ticket and then kind of regretted it. So I ended up driving to Iowa and I remember just being like, this sucks. I feel like an outsider. 
Um, I think my sister might have been pregnant at the time too. And just being like, this is horrible. Why did I do this? Um, but you know what? That was like maybe three years ago. I don't even like, I now look at pictures and we played games and we laughed. And my little nephew was, you know, really cute and at that stage where he was just kind of into it. And I look back at that Christmas and I have good memories. Like I look back at it with good memories. And I don't really remember. Maybe I was in my bedroom crying. I don't even remember the sadness. I remember the goodness. And so sometimes when I'm in a season, whether it's a holiday season or just another moment, and it doesn't feel that great, I kind of just remind myself that in a weird way, this will be a good memory one day. And so it it somehow makes it a little bit easier. It almost makes it a little bit more enjoyable knowing that this will be a nostalgic moment one day. And right now it doesn't feel that special, but one day it will. And so it somehow gives me a little bit more peace about it. Yeah. I think it takes the pressure off of it too. And it allows yeah. you to just be where you are right now and know that looking back, there are so many things that we either learn, we had to go through, they made us stronger, they made us better. And we can honor them. We can honor, mm -hmm. and maybe that's what it is too, honoring that time that you chose to spend mm -hmm. with family, mm -hmm. even though it was a, a difficult mm -hmm. one. Absolutely. Gosh, Molly, I mean, we could talk about so many more things. <laughs> you just have to come back, okay? Because we could talk I'll about work-life balance. We can talk about yeah. intentions going forward. So will you just agree to come back? Absolutely. I would love to. I think it'd be so fun. Okay, okay. So since we have to wrap it up, which makes me sad because I've so been looking forward to this and it was just as great as I knew it was going to be even better. It is the holiday season. So I have a gift for you, Molly. Um, it's okay. not, a, well, it's not a real gift. <laughs> it's a pretend gift and it is a bonus hour, a bonus mm -hmm. hour that you can do whatever you want to. It does not come out of your 24 hours. Mm -hmm. There's nothing. Mm -hmm. You can be as selfish as you want. You can be as selfless as you want. There's mm -hmm. no right or wrong answer. Girlfriend, what would you do mm -hmm. extra I think I would take my book and go to the beach. And I think that I would walk a little on the beach. I think I would sit and read my book. And I think I would just be outside and um, enjoying the peace and quiet and nature and um, my book and the warmth of the sun. I think that's what I would do. Well, I just decided I um, made... Um, just my own decision here because I'm in charge that um, I'm going to gift myself that hour too. And I won't talk to you, I'll, but I'll just kind of be like Perfect. a couple beach chairs down. I love it. I love <laughs> it. We'll like high five as we walk yeah, yeah, around yeah. each other. I mean, I'll leave you alone. I'll leave you alone. We'll have the alone time, but I think I'm going to do that too. <laughs> I like it. I like it. You're invited. <laughs> okay, great. And we can do it in December because we're Florida girls now. So, Perfect. so yeah, sorry exactly. to all of our friends listening up the north. <laughs> Molly, but Speaking of gifts, thank you for giving us this gift of permission, this gift that we can be picky, this gift mm -hmm. that we can be proactive, this gift that we can um, have great memories, even if they don't look like mm -hmm. somebody else's, that we can go forward in this season, not just making it through. I know you mentioned that mm -hmm. to me yes. earlier. It's not just about making it through, right? Yeah. And that's, I think that's the goal of everything we talked about today is the goal is to enjoy this season and not to get through it. And that's what I was telling you earlier. So many people I talked to are like, oh, we got to get through the holidays and 
check off all the boxes and do all the things and just get through it. And I'm like, wait, what? Why are we not like enjoying it? You know, why are we not enjoying all the little things and big things? And so I think the goal is to um, to do all the things we talked about today so it's enjoyable. It's not a burden. That's right. And that's what we're going to do. And it's not about being perfect and all the things that Molly shared. These mm. are things are going to take practice, right, Molly? It's not going Absolutely. to be like, oh, next time I'm with my so-and-so, I'm going to have perfect boundaries. And I'm. <laughs> it's going to take practice, but it's yeah. going to be worth it. It is, and it's uncomfortable. So you're going to do it, and it's going to be uncomfortable. And it may not even go well, but you do it until it is more um, more second nature, um, more more comfortable. And you start to see the fruit of it. Once you start to see the fruit of it, you're like, oh, this feels great. I'm, I'm glad to say no, or I'm glad to walk into this family gathering and pretend that everybody has dementia and, um, <laughs> and it just is what it is. That feels very freeing. <laughs> you know, it reminds me of whenever you're nervous, you're supposed to imagine like the audience yeah. in their underwear or something. Now we're just yeah. going to imagine everybody yes. has a, a dementia or a mental disorder and yeah, it's all good. Exactly. I'm not joking. It's a really good way to deal with the people around you. <laughs> Man, I tell you what, you never know where these conversations are going to go. That's <laughs> a perfect way to end it because, you know, we all have a little bit of interesting yeah. sides to us too. And that's of what course. makes us special. So, and you of are course. special, Molly. Thank you for giving oh. us your time, your expertise. And I can't wait, you know, maybe we'll check back in next December. We'll see how everybody's doing oh, and, um, and see the growth that had come from that. That All sounds right. great. Thank you for having me, Callie. Absolutely. Thanks everyone for listening. As always, especially in this time, make time for what matters for you, for your family and for your priorities. And God bless you. And we'll see you next time. <laughs> Thank you for joining me on the TikTok podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a five-star review. Your feedback fuels our mission to help you master your time. Set your alarm for our next episode, and until then, make every moment count.